Hello and welcome to the Citizen Abroad of Manchester City Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Cree, and I'm coming to you from just outside New York City, 3,299 miles from the Etihad Stadium. I'm also coming to you in an experiment, uh, experimental podcast here. Relatively, can you be relatively live? Uh, I am going to be trying something different. This may be something that is just a one-off, or it may be something that I make a more regular thing. But right now, I am tuned in to the pregame show for the Champions League match between Manchester City and Olympic Marseille. And uh, I am going to go ahead and, and, ha- and record the podcast live while I am watching. Uh, this is not going to be a two-hour podcast. I will not uh, talk through the entire thing, but uh, I'll be watching it. I'll take some breaks. I'll come back when I have something to say. I will be looking at Twitter and, uh, and hopefully getting uh, some, some inspiration, some thoughts, some feedback, some questions from that medium as well. I'm, uh, I'm just about to post uh, that I'm doing this live on Twitter, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, this should, be, this should be fun and interesting, and I don't know um, how the editing will be, how the sound quality will be, anything like that. So, uh, so bear with me. Apologies if it is not uh, perfect, but uh, I will try my best. And uh, the refs are lining up. The uh, match is about to start. So here comes the live-to-tape podcast, Champions League, City versus Marseille. Here we go. So the match is uh, about to start here. They are going through the lineups for both Marseille and for City. Uh, right now, the uh, Marseille lineup is on the screen, and the City lineup is, uh, is following here. For City today, they have uh, Ederson in goal. They have uh, Zinchenko's return to left back at right back. Of course, they have Kyle Walker. You couldn't have a match without him. They have uh, Diaz and Laporte. Back in the middle, which is awesome to see. And then the midfield. The midfield is Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, Rodri. And then up front is uh, Torres, Foden, and Sterling. Uh, I really hope that Foden kind of plays the false nine striker role. I think he's been the best in that. Obviously, they're missing uh, Aguero. It could be 10 days, maybe up to a week uh, or a month. Excuse me, 10 days to a month that he's out which, uh, is, again, is huge for City. Uh, there's a quote out from recently from Pep saying that the team couldn't afford to buy a striker during uh, the offseason transfer window, which, of course, is uh, ridiculous. Um, you know, I had a really, I'll start this off, and I'm going to take, like I said, I'm going to take these uh, Twitter questions and stuff throughout if, uh, if I see things. But uh, I had a great rant uh, DM to me on Twitter from uh, at Hot Takeitude, uh, PGP, goes by 2020 Pac-12 champs. And basically his main question is, are we not as well run as we think as City fans? He brings up kind of who's at fault. Is it Pep? Is it the players? Is it Chicky Bagaristain? What's going on with City Football Group, financial fair play, all this stuff. And, you know, it's a combination of all those things. Uh, Yes, I think uh, everyone has a little bit of share of the blame. I think Chicky and the establishment of uh, the City hierarchy, including uh, Soriano, and uh, Mubarak and all these guys uh, really, really have not done as well as they could in the transfer market, signing big names. And then they, uh, they also have not, uh, you know, Pep hasn't, Pep and the players haven't really 
coalesced around getting better. They're, I don't know. I don't think they've tuned Pep out per se, but uh, it doesn't seem like he's working. I think the offseason really called out for a little more turnover than there was. Uh, yes, they got rid of Sané, Otamendi, some some guys around the edges. But uh, I mean, this is still you know David Silva retired, but this is still the team that the the majority of the team that has been around for the the entire Pep era here. So you're looking at De Bruyne and Stones and Sterling, Walker, guys like that. There's there's a ton of guys who've been around for a long time now. Gundogan, and and they need a little more. They need a little more from uh, from this whole this whole group. And I wish there was a little more turnover to uh, to make that happen. So the match has just started. It's kicked off. City has a uh, possession here. De Bruyne's back in the lineup after uh, being scratched for uh, the last two, I believe. He's had uh, he's had some some health issues. It looks like, and you know the important thing is keeping him healthy uh, the entire season here. So I'm okay with that, even though uh, there's been some he could he definitely could have uh, helped starting on the weekend against West Ham, most likely. And you know we'll talk a little bit about that. I mean City has been so up and down this year. They uh, they are not sitting very well in the Premier League standings. Currently, they are 13th, which is insane this deep in the season. It's the worst start from a uh, Pep team in his uh, in his history of coaching. Uh, there's a corner for De Bruyne, and uh, again, the corner goes begging. I mean, they've been a little better at set pieces this year, but uh, they're still lacking, even with big Ruben Diaz in the middle. So that uh, that's something City has to work on. But you know, back to these games, City has been so up and down. This year, they started out with uh, with a win against with, against uh, Wolves and against Bournemouth. Then an embarrassment at Leicester. Then they beat down Burnley. Then they drew at Leeds, and then they had a really good showing and beat Arsenal. And then, of course, on the weekend, they drew with West, West Ham United. So or with West Ham, and so you know, it's just really frustrating to to have that uh, sitting on your resume, and they can't put together you know two games, three games in a row where they've been awesome. And a nice mustache from uh, Sterling there, his facial hairs, is, uh, is really something. They have another corner here for City. We'll see if uh, De Bruyne is taking it, if there's any better set pieces uh, available here. But City hasn't been, been uh, in, in very good form multiple games in a row. They look good in the Champions League against Porto last time. So, uh, you know, Ruben Diaz there got, uh, got something on net on uh, Manzana there. Who is uh, who is a very is older but but a good uh, goalkeeper for Marseille. We will see what this brings for City. The results just need to be better. And I actually like this lineup today because it doesn't have some of the guys that have been frustrating me quite a bit lately. Uh, it has Gundogan, who's always frustrating, but I actually thought the last few games he's played pretty well. Uh, I think Foden's been great the last couple of games. Sterling has been okay. Uh, I'm really excited about Torres. I mean, I think he brings an energy and an excitement the team that they haven't had up front uh, since the early days of Sané. But uh, Cancelo is out of the lineup, which, you know, people may like Cancelo. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't know what he had. Uh, I mean, he, he's not bad, but, I mean, is he that good? Is he that much better than, I mean, he doesn't make the mistakes Mendy does, but he also doesn't bring the firepower when Mendy's at his best. Same with Walker. Uh, I, I just don't understand. I, you know, Cancelo isn't doing anything for me. And my real, the real bugaboo for me lately has been Mares. Mares has been absolutely just a waste of space. I mean, he's yes, he scored. Uh, I think where did when did he score in the Arsenal game? 
Nah, I guess he didn't score uh, since the uh, the lesser embarrassment. So, yeah, Mares really, you know, he's he. I'm done with with Mares. He he is a, a floater. He he disappears for long stretches at a time, and uh, you know, I just don't think that uh, what he brings is is better than than Torres and Sterling than uh, you know Jesus on the wing. Of course, is what I would like to see, but uh, Mares is uh, is not a a winning player to me. Even though he did have that winning year at Leicester, I, uh, I I haven't seen him as a winning player at City since he has been here, and a lot of that comes back to how he left Leicester, the uh, the pouting, the uh, going on strike that happened uh, when he when he left Leicester. So that's my whole thing with Mares. But uh, other than that, I'm excited uh, about this game, even with uh, the, the some of the poor form, some of the bad performances recently. Uh, I'm excited about this game because I think that uh, even if City may have already cost themselves the uh, Premier League, which I don't totally believe, I think this is going to be a very weird and up and down season for a lot of teams. In some ways, I think that uh, I think that possibly uh, it, it's going to be a good thing that City uh, struggled early. I think other teams may struggle late as uh, as injuries pile up. Of course, the uh, Virgil Van Dyke injury for Liverpool is huge. Uh, he is one of my favorite players, so I hate to see this. Uh, just as a talent, from a talent standpoint, he's he's amazing. He's a player I love to watch, uh, but it definitely hurts Liverpool. So uh, they are going to uh, to struggle with without him. He was uh, a huge, huge piece, if not the key piece of uh, of their winning the Premier League title last year. So a lot of people are going to struggle. City needs to get it together, and uh, I think the Champions League is. Uh, is going to be good for them. And I think you saw it against Porto. They regrouped and played well. And now uh, against Marseille, I think they have a chance to do well. So we're uh, at the 10-minute mark or so of uh, of the match. City has dominated possession uh, for the most part. A couple corners, another one for Walker here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and, and stay through stay through this. Uh, oh, no, it's a throw-in, so uh, not that. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, this is kind of what I'm going to do in this live podcast. I'm going to take a break. I will come back uh, when uh, someone play warrants it or when, uh, when some other thoughts pop up uh, as the match progresses. And there it is. First goal from Ferran Torres. It had been building for a while. We are uh, 16 minutes in here. Uh, just a great goal. De Bruyne on the side, a pass into the center of the pitch. For Torres, who buries it past the keeper, a couple things you like to see here: uh, a, just really a lot of movement up front. You know, just re- just uh, a couple of minutes earlier, there was a uh, cross to the middle right in front of the keeper. No one from City was there to get on the end of it, which has been a major problem for City. Sorry, that was uh, in the 18th minute that uh, Torres scored here. But so many low crosses have gone begging, and I love to see that a uh, De Bruyne didn't throw in a high cross because that has been just something that City has been doing way too much of in the last year and a half or so, uh, and it's been ridiculous. So a beautiful pass from De Bruyne, and again, Torres being super aggressive and being in the right spot. It's a spot where Sergio Aguero finds himself quite a bit, but a spot where uh, Sterling playing striker, where Jesus at striker, uh, is, isn't always capable of getting to. And, uh, and Torres got there. I mean, there's been some rotation between the two, between uh, Sterling and Torres playing centrally right now. And uh, overall, it's been very good. Nice uh, nice defensive play from my boy, OZ Alexander Zinchenko. 
And uh, yeah, City's up one nothing, and this they they deserved it on the run of play. They've been dominating so far. There's been one one and a half maybe minor attacks from Marseille, but uh, overall City uh, has been in complete control of this game. And not only are they holding the ball, they're getting into attacking positions and uh, and getting shots on net, which is incredibly important and something that I often criticize City for not doing enough of. But they are being aggressive, and uh, Gundogan just gets a pass intercepted there. As, uh, as Gundogan is uh, want to do, but uh, at least it was in the name of being aggressive and he wasn't uh, going backwards. So Sid, the City Press is feeling it right now. Uh, the City passing is right on. The attacking is right on. And you love to see it. So City up one nothing on the strength of a beautiful De Bruyne pass to Torres who buried it one-on-one with the Marseille keeper. And uh, this... Again, now this is where City has struggled lately. They've gotten a lot of one nothing leads, but the 2 nothing lead has been harder to come by. And in a match like this, if City gets a 2 nothing lead, this game is essentially over. So City need to really, really press for the second goal here. And, and again, this comes down to a lot to player motivation, to coaching. City has been taking their foot off the gas once they're up one nothing, settling into their midfield possession-based style. And that's just not going to work here because these teams uh, can, are dangerous on the counterattack. And, and, you know, City's defense can sometimes be caught out or, uh, you know, at worst when they're not playing well, can, can just completely fall apart. Now, I'm a little less worried about that with uh, Diaz and Laporte back there rather than when Garcia's involved or Stones or, or Fernandinho or anyone else. But uh, so I'm a little less worried. Wow, what a move. Uh, Sterling just split a couple defenders taking on two or three defenders by himself, and he's fouled, which uh, Sterling's drawn a lot of great fouls lately, a couple penalties uh, overall. Uh, just Sterling has been really aggressive. He maybe hasn't done the scoring that he's done recently, but uh, he's been incredibly aggressive, and, and that's something that City needs uh, a lot. So I know there's some detractors for Sterling out there, but uh, all in all, I think he's been, been playing very well lately, even though uh, he hasn't been getting as much support from the rest of his team as he should. 20 minutes in, one nothing City, good start, but the need for to press for two is here. Guardiola needs to stay on them, needs to get this mentality, and maybe this, uh, this Kevin De Bruyne kick off the Sterling uh, foul will, uh, will, will, will create this, uh, that second goal that uh, will hopefully put this game out of reach. This is going to have to, to it looks like he's, he's lining up to do uh, a cross there, puts a high cross in. Ooh, it bounces off Laporte, and uh, but it's handled by uh, Mandanda there. So, City uh, up one nothing. Twenty uh, two minutes now into the match. Nice play by Walker, and uh, and we'll be back to talk as uh, as events warrant. All right, we've jumped ahead to uh, almost forty minutes here uh, played in the match. City still up one nothing. Uh, you know. A lot of Twitter commentary uh, so far about City playing the best they've played in a while, which I think uh, in some ways is true. Uh, and then, of course, everyone just falling head over heels in love with uh, the new Spaniard, Ferran Torres here. So uh, overall, goodbye, City. But, you know, this is where you start to get nervous. You're looking at 38 minutes, uh, only one nothing. City still is in control of the match, but... There's been a few more chances for Marseille. They've held the ball a little better. They've uh, attacked a little more. And this is something that you've seen repeatedly this season so far and over the course of the last season as well. 
uh, from City is that they're not going for the jugular. They're not uh, finishing these lesser teams off when they should. And right now, at 40 minutes, uh, a little bit of a buildup from Marseille that was uh, stopped by an errant pass that was uh, intercepted by Zinchenko. And now City is building back up. But uh, they're not being as aggressive as they were in the first you know, 20 minutes or so of this match. Since they scored the goal, they, uh, they have not pressed, they have not attacked uh, as much as they have earlier in the game. And this is a problem for City. And if you let these lesser teams hang around, it's going to come back to bite you. And this isn't some uh, crazy prediction. This is just going based on what's happened recently in uh, for City when they let these teams hang around. And they're throwing high crosses in again. Uh, they are they're kind of working around the the back half of, of the Marseille half of the field. They're, they're working closer to the center instead of working around the box. And uh, they are getting a little break here. Uh, Foden now has the ball on the left wing and is taking on some players. Gets it to Gundogan. Uh, back out to Zinchenko. And now it's all the way uh, you know, back almost to midfield and, uh, and with the defender. So that's the problem is they need to keep it down there in the box. I know about resetting and stuff, but you're, you got it down in the box and, and it takes you uh, a while to get back in. And then all it ends up is, is another wild uh, high cross this time by Gundogan, who kicks the, uh, the padding behind the net. So 40 minutes, uh, unless something else happens, we'll check back in at halftime here. But the nerves are creeping in a little bit, as well as City's playing. As, uh, as much as I like this lineup compared to some of the ones that they've put forth recently, uh, what's going on now is scaring me that uh, they're, they're not pushing as hard as I think they should for a second goal. And again, this is, this is Pep. This is what Pep needs to be focused on. This is the, what Pep needs to be emphasizing. Who knows if he is or not. You haven't seen it in the press uh, much, but as he said in the uh, Amazon All or Nothing, uh, he will defend you till his death in the press, but he will, uh, he will tell you the truth in the locker room. Hopefully, he's telling his team the truth in the locker room that they are, being, uh, they are taking their foot off the gas after they score. And right there, Marseille just got a, a shot. It was directly, it was a running shot. It was directly at Ederson. But a shot nonetheless, and now uh, City has to be a little bit worried, and hopefully that, uh, that will turn into uh, some scoring. I'd love to see uh, the next four minutes here of play, see if City can get one more goal. All right, we've reached halftime, and I'll keep it quick because not much has changed since uh, I last jumped on the mic here. Uh, City is up. The announcers say they're dominant. They have had crazy amounts of possession. In fact, right now they uh, have 68% uh, possession to, to Marseille's 32, six shots on goal to Marseille's one. But again, only two of the six shots have been on target. That's 33%. And uh, again, that's not good enough. And six shots from 68% possession isn't great. So City looking good. I don't want to be a total naysayer and, you know, doing this live kind of <laughs> give you some uh, insight into my, my general frame of mind when I watch a game. As I try to stay positive, there's a, a lot of good that City did. They dominated on a lot of levels, and Fernand Torres has, uh, has looked fantastic so far scoring the goal. But at the end of the day, this is the same old stuff from City. And as you get past halftime, it gets a little nerve-wracking because City doesn't have a, a lot of shots. 
They don't have a high percentage of shots on target, even with all the possession. And you worry that Marseille is going to come back and, uh, and level it out or maybe even take the lead uh, as the second half rolls on. All they need is one little bit of luck now, unless City scores again to put this away. Some people on, uh, on, on Twitter are saying that. Other people are just celebrating, say what a great half it's been. So uh, d- divided, uh, divided thoughts uh, on Twitter from the faithful. But uh, overall, I-, I really would like to see City get a second one there. That's, uh, that's the biggest takeaway, and that's, uh, that's a common theme from City matches of late. So that is the halftime analysis. Be back uh, as the second half gets underway. So we are 10 minutes into the second half. Same score, City 1, Marseille nothing. Tovan just uh, actually sent up a, a nice shot off the post, kind of off Ederson's arm, got a corner, and sent it in, so Ederson caught it easily. So Marseille is starting again to build more chances, and uh, you know the, the defense is holding really well for City. And uh, again, they still have a lot of the possession, but uh, all it's going to take is one moment for Marseille as they intercept the ball here on City, the City buildup. And, uh, and then they'll be right back in it, and it's going to be a major problem for City. So more of the same, nothing, uh, nothing crazy to report from this game. But the big news in the Premier League right now is that it looks like Fabinho is out injured for Liverpool. The, uh, the news coming out of the Liverpool match here, which uh, Liverpool is up one nothing against the uh, Danish side. I'm going I'm to screw this up. I believe it's uh, Michelin. Uh, They're up one nothing. But uh, apparently Fabinho is, uh, is out injured here, and that is going to be a problem because he was the, uh, the major fill-in for Virgil van Dijk as he was out. So again, like I said before, there is going to be craziness this season. There is no question that uh, there's going to be some, some craziness in the Premier League. And so although City has struggled so far and they rest in 13th position, which is unacceptable, uh, they are going to have their chances to get back in it. And uh, oh, Laporte just got a yellow card here. So again, more not so great news for City. But again, in the Premier League, they were going to have their chances to get back in it because all these teams are going to struggle this year with the weirdness around a, uh, a season in the time of COVID. So City will, will get their chances, but they have to play better and they have to overcome some of these uh, problems that are happening over and over and over again. Of course, one of these being not scoring a second goal to put lesser teams away, which is what we have uh, now about an hour in to the Marseille City match. Again, not not a ton happening. Of course, of course, that's the way it's going to be uh, when I'm doing my first uh, live-ish podcast uh, ever, and and kind of live potting the uh, the Champions League match here. But uh, that's how it goes. So I will, uh, yes, be back when more events come. All right, 67 minutes in. It looks like Cancelo is coming on. Obviously, uh, that'll probably be for Zenchenko here. And Marseille is looking a little friskier. They're starting to get a few more chances. But the City D is holding up very nicely. And uh, in my opinion, this is because of the main man, Ruben Diaz. Diaz is everything you want in a center back. He is a big dude. He seems like a leader. He is solid. He is a, a bit of an enforcer, uh, kind of a hard man, it seems like, and, and just a guy that I think will get on some city players if he doesn't see things that he likes. So I love everything about Ruben Diaz so far 
and thinks he is a perfect addition. And, uh, you know, it's good. Pep went for a guy, and not that Ruben Diaz doesn't have skills, but he's not a, a defensive midfielder playing center back. He is a true center back. And that is what they have missed since they have lost Vincent Company. And, and that is what he is going to bring, as well as the company leadership, hopefully. Uh, so, love what Diaz is doing. And though, even though Marseille is, uh, again, is getting a little more frisky, I'm not as worried as I would have been maybe in the past. Say, if Otamendi was in there, if Stones was in there, uh, even if like Fernandinho or Ake were in there right now. But uh, I feel like with, with Diaz in there, I'm a little more confident. But again, all it takes is one, and City not scoring this second goal is a huge issue. And, and Foden just demolished some uh, poor Marseille player who refuses to get up. So uh, Mandanda just kicked it out of bounds. But uh, City needs to figure this out and score a goal. Look, if they win one nothing, that's great. City hasn't won a lot of one nothing games in the, uh, in the Pep Guardiola era. But, uh, but today it will... It will show their medal if they do, but again, you'd love to see them score a second so this wouldn't be such a worrisome issue. 60, we're in the 70th minute now, so 20 more minutes to play. And there it is, finally, 2-0 Manchester City as Foden from the left wing puts in a great high cross to Sterling. Uh, you know, kind of ill-advised as it is, uh, as I've been saying, but uh, overall, Really nice cross. Sterling heads it down perfectly. And Gundogan is there to clean up the mess once again. Gundogan on a great one of form. And now after the goal, Gundogan exits. Ferran Torres exits. Stones comes on. Bernardo comes on. And, uh, and again, with uh, 10 minutes and change to play, the ball game is over. City finally finishes this match. Not without uh, a bit of consternation from myself and, and other City fans on Twitter. But uh, that, uh, that, that should be the ballgame. And City should be through the first two match days in their group with six total points, which is, is fantastic. That's all you can ask for. They've won decisively both of these matches, both against Porto and now Marseille. They should uh, also have a, a relatively easy time against Olympiacos when they play them. In the next uh, round of matches, up oh, Marez looks like he's on here too. So uh, overall, really good stuff for uh, the end of the match here at City. You wish it would have happened earlier, but it eventually happened. They didn't have to uh, bite their nails to a one nothing finish. It is now two nothing. It would be nice to put a little sauce on this and get uh, get another another uh, goal just for fun. You definitely don't want them to let up another goal and end on a down note after, uh, after an overall pretty good game. But uh, with, with Bernardo in the middle there, it looks like City's going to uh, keep a lot of this possession as they cruise towards the end of the match. Great goal. Great goal from, uh, from Gundogan. Playing well lately. Set up, of course, by uh, Sterling with the header and the hockey assist uh, high cross from Bowden. That's where we are, 2-0 City, and this ball game is winding towards its conclusion very quickly. And there is that extra sauce I was talking about. Uh, they just reviewed it. Sterling was onside, and the goal from Mares with a nice pass through De Bruyne, and on to Sterling for the empty net tap. It is complete. Here comes Palmer on for City, and uh, he's going to replace De Bruyne, Cole Palmer. Uh, uh, young tech player here is going to 
come on for City. And you got to love when these young players get uh, Champions League experience. Obviously, uh, again, in the time of COVID, the, uh, it's not quite the hostile French grounds that it might be otherwise. But uh, Cole Palmer, long and lanky, and I like it, uh, is on the pitch. And, and he is now a uh, you know, Champions League player here. He played in the Carabao Cup earlier this year, but uh, now has Champions League experience as well as City milks this 3-0 lead till the end. Now, once again, the score is going to say 3-0, but uh, you know, there was some issues throughout for City uh, with just not being able to put away the, the second goal. But once that came, the floodgates opened. The, uh, the win is going to be easy. Their goal differential is going to go up within their group. And honestly, you know, now that they've beat Porto, they've beat Marseille, and uh, they, they've done so handily in both, uh, this group is, is pretty much theirs, barring some crazy unforeseen incident. I mean, this really puts them on to, uh, to the round of 16 more than likely. And really, that is where the intrigue starts with City. They once again this year got somewhat in a somewhat easy group in the Champions League. I had personally hoped for a little harder uh, group in, in the groups, or a little harder team in the group stage, because I think that, uh, that City needs that challenge. I had hoped for a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich or someone like that for City to really test themselves before they got to a round of 16, but that obviously didn't happen. And, uh, and they got this team here, this Marseille team, the Olympiacos, and then, uh, of course, Porto. So uh, one of the easier groups uh, in the group stage. But that's what happened, and City's going to cruise. So uh, although you, you, I wish there was some, some better teams here, uh, they got what they got, and they're going to go through easy, which, you know, is hard to complain about as a fan. So as the final seconds tick off the clock here, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, City take a commanding 3-0 lead. They're in a really good seat in the Champions League to move on. And that's ultimately what's important. And what's now important is getting back to the Premier League and, and digging themselves out of that huge hole. So that starts this Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time against Sheffield United. Sheffield United just making their way up uh, from the second division here of English football, but also a team that gave Liverpool some trouble the other day and not one to be messed with. A team you could see City playing down to, but uh, a team that they should beat handily. After that, they play Olympiacos on Tuesday, and then the murderous row stretch of Liverpool, a international break, and then Tottenham where the, uh, the rubber meets the road here, and City has a real chance to, uh, to get back into contention here. And we will see what players are healthy for Liverpool. So, overall, really good match for City. It started with a really good lineup. They uh, had control of the game throughout. The one thing you'd like to see is for them to score a second goal quicker, as we've talked about uh, an incredible amount on this podcast. Apologies for that if that got a little old, but that's the, the main thing that you saw rear its ugly head because there was no Mares, there was no Cancelo, Gundogan played well, the guys that I would usually uh, find fault with uh, were not out there for the majority of this game. Uh, Ake, Fernandinho, Stones, the guys who, uh, who might be, uh, be an issue, Mendy, uh, of course, uh, can be a problem as well. But uh, yeah, so those guys weren't out there. And that, uh, that showed up in the way that City played, I thought. So that's it for this game. They walk away. There's, uh, there's still two minutes left in stoppage time as we speak here, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast. So let me know what you think about this live stream episode, uh, or at least uh, live to tape uh, episode here, where 
I, uh, I, I talk throughout the match. Um, you know, if you like this and you want to interact on Twitter, I think that'll make it better. Uh, I didn't get a ton of response on Twitter. I don't know. It didn't, wasn't a huge Twitter day. It looked like overall with uh, people watching the game live, obviously for the United States fans, it's hard to watch these games live and tweet when they're on in the middle of a work day. But, uh, I think if, uh, if I did this with, um, with the Saturday game, with the Premier League game, I think, uh, I could get more people going chatting. I think that would make it more interesting too. So anyways. Let me know what you thought at Citizen Podcast on Twitter, C-I-T-Y-Z-E-N Podcast. Email me directly, citizenabroad at gmail.com. My DMs are open and uh, download this episode and all the episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And if you are uh, downloading on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review and a nice note. And I will certainly uh, give you a shout out on the podcast as they go to M- Madrid and uh, Muchen Gladbach. Look, they're gonna tie their draw to nothing here which uh, is an interesting result from the the german side so yeah overall uh this was fun uh, let me know what you thought about it and uh, i'll talk to you soon